This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. As owner of Mint Mobile, I couldn't wait to make my first commercial for iHeart listeners. I thought, I'll tell them to go to mintmobile.com slash iHeart to get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Then I thought, they'll never believe the owner bragging, so I'll bring on a real Mint customer who knows it's premium wireless for just $15 a month. Then I thought, how will they know it's not just me acting as a customer? Then I thought, what if they don't think I'm a good enough actor to play a customer? Then I cried and went to bed at the end. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This is for the fans. The vibe. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it. Away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. Was actually wrong. His movement's too good. He 
header. He's still in here, Dyer, and he's finished the job. And that is awful defending from Birmingham. Barnsley do not care. The fans behind the goal ecstatic. And Bruce Dyer sent on as the first half substitute has guaranteed a second goal for Burnsley. What a gamble to play off. Now he's got no support. They'll have to turn and feed it to Marcel. Now in Clint Marcel goes for the glory and gets it. That surely is the goal that takes Barnsley into the Premier League. All right, buzzing around and finding Hammer. And inside he comes. That's what he wants to do. Five o'clock, you're listening to The Five. This is The Reds Report. I don't know whether I should play some funeral music or something after the, uh, after the, I suppose, the outrage on social media following the first loss of 2019 against the Valley of Burton, who then did us a favour yesterday away at Sunderland. Um, myself and Kyle in the studio, where we've got, well, it's a bit like Brexit, but you're allowed to stay now, aren't you? Chris Ridgard in the studio again with us. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks, Carlo. How are you? Yeah, so far, so good. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about, Chris, isn't there? I think we need to sort of dissect the performance against Burton and then, on a separate note, discuss the the social media because I think a lot of fans, because we love the club and we want the best, there was just... I, my friend was over from Amsterdam and I sort of said, read these tweets. Because he says, oh, how did Barnsley do it? And oh, we lost. He says, oh, you're relegated. <laughs> because of, it, it just, you know what I mean? First loss of the year. So, first of all, performance then. You went. Yep. Um, was it as bad as it sounded on iFollow or? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. But, as you said, you have them games. We were unbeaten in 2019 before Saturday. You, it's going to be you're going to get a time where it comes to an end we've had a 20 game unbeaten run yeah we've picked up draws that we could have done with wins but it's bound to happen that's just what football's about so the performance wasn't great it was up there with the likes of Shrewsbury away and that wasn't great but yeah it just there wasn't enough there for me and Burton did fully deserve it Difficult side. I mean, I know you didn't go. Obviously, I didn't go uh, either, Chris. But Burton, by right, any Nigel Clough side has always been a tricky side for Barnsley before as well, haven't they? Yeah, always been a tricky side, and in recent years they've been a, t- a top league one side. And you know, one year, you know, absolutely run away with promotion. There's no mugs whatsoever by any any stretch of the imagination. You know, they survived in the championship for a season, uh, all with it um, some Coy Woodrow goals. But yeah, no no pushover. Um, looking at the lineup then, because um, he seems to be using some players a bit more than he used to do, uh, before. So the lineup was uh, Davies and then Pinellas, Lindsay, Pinnacavare, McGee and Mowat, Brown, TM, Hedges and Woodrow. Now, Ryan Hedges, especially, we talked about this last week, sort of played his way into the side, which I suppose gives him a little bit more options from the bench or a plan B with 
people like Barra uh, coming off the bench. Um, what was the performance like for Ryan Hedges? I've, we said it before, I mean, it's another match, it's another 90 minutes he played. Done enough to, to start again? Or, or do you feel that actually, you know, maybe we're not getting the best out of him like we're seeing for Wales? Uh, no, I think, he, you know, he's worth another start. I think so. Um, he was one of the few players you could have picked out from a bad performance on Saturday, if you know what I mean. Um, he, you know, he did some really good moves down that. I think he were on the right-hand side to start. He, he, you know, he inflictuated between TM and Edges at one point, something like that. Um, yeah, I think he's done enough to get another run at it because, like you said, we've not seen a lot, and you know, last few games he's not been dreadful. No, you know the the period, Chris, when we had the suspension for both McGee and Brown, who at the same time set out a, a three match ban, and a lot was made of. Oh, you know, we did all right, and when they come back and we've got a fully fit squad again, excluding obviously Kiefer Moore, um, a lot of noises on social media. And again, I think a lot of noise on social media that they've not come back as strong as what they were when they, you know, when when they, when they got the uh, what, what they got the ban. What, what do you make of that? Uh, it could be a momentum issue, could be a confidence issue. Uh, I think as soon as you take anybody out the stride like that to come back in and, and instantly expect them to pick the ball up and, and run with it like they were doing before would be nigh and impossible um, it always takes two or three games to be- get back into the swing of things so fingers crossed we'll, uh, we'll see a much better Barnsley come Saturday I, I said a few weeks ago I thought the Burton away which would be the, the, the tricky one and I suppose Burton have proved to be that tricky side for quite a lot the beaters and the, and the beaters well and deserve to do so um, and then yesterday they at the Stadium of Light held Sunderland to a draw um, are we now looking I'll, I'll ask you both but I'll ask Chris first are we now looking for other teams to do us favours or do you think it's still actually so we're looking at the life table Luton 87 points uh, we've played the same number of games we're on 79 Sunderland are on 79 but have two games Less. What, what, what do you reckon to that? I think, uh, I, I, yeah, mathematically, it's not in our hands. However, I do uh, believe it is. I think if we win, win, win four out of our last five, I think we're promoted. It's as simple as that. And a lot of people like to watch other teams, uh, you know, their scores and stuff like that. But if we focus on our own game, just like Stendhal said all season, if we can do our job, it'll, it'll certainly be enough, I believe. Four out of five will see us over the line. Yeah. I mean, same for you, Kyle. I think if we just reinforce that we've got to do it ourselves as well as, you know, we'd all, all like that result last night for a Burton win, but a draw still is still good for us, isn't it? So apart, we've got to do it ourselves, but results going our way, we, we won't mind it, will we? Yeah. Do you think, in a way, obviously it's never good to lose. We were on such a, a winning run. Obviously at home, the winning run continues, Chris. Now in the season, this is the first loss since the... Wickham. We, yeah, the Wickham one, which was early December. Could this actually have been the kick up the rear side that maybe not needed, but that shocks us back to reality? Because is there is there a feeling of actually when you win every match or at least you're not losing for long that you've become invincible? Yeah, I do think you can get that uh, that feeling. Uh, that feeling can also turn into uh, compo- you know complacency, and, and people can start to uh, expect to win rather than earn the win. Um, these uh, this team has been asked questions previously. You know when we've dropped down to like sixth and seventh position uh, when we lost. Uh, you know when we last lost in league, yeah. uh, we were asked that question then. They come back with the answers, and they come back with the answer twenty times uh, since then. So uh, I don't. I'd like to think, and I hope to think that. Uh, We'll come back with the answers again, but it's a massive test of character to see what they've got in the bag Saturday. And if we can come back uh, fighting, and it could be the kick up the uh, the rear that we might need. Yeah. Is it does that drop okay then, Kyle? That we needed a kick. Obviously, we lost against Burton because, as some fans are saying on, on social media, it's only Fleetwood. 
Is, it, is that, a, is that a, a real feeling to have? Or do you say, actually, a lot of the teams that are mid-table... I think there's only a handful of teams that... I'm not saying the season's over, but they can't be relegated. They can't get to the playoffs. If I'm right in thinking, I think Fleetwood's probably sort of one of the men that they're there or thereabouts. Dangerous, that though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at Fleetwood, they're in the same category as, you know, like Burton. And, and obviously Burton we know push travellers as, as we spoke about um, it's not only Fleetwood there's no easy game in this league and again I do think this could be that you know the, the kick up the rear that we not necessarily needed but the last five games are going to be a real strong push to the end of the season and we've just got to try and get a, a few points and see that out so crucial, obviously the three points. Um, would you keep the? T- t- we'll do an in-depth preview later in the show. Would you keep the same? Uh, would you keep the same team as it was last um, last Saturday, or would you make any changes? Did anybody underperform? I suppose is what I'm asking. Um, I, I'd probably drop Tiam, uh, but then and then I'd bring Barry in. For for me, that's just a personal thing. I don't think Tiam's done enough in recent games. He's not offered much, and he's just been really quiet. Just to change, because I was looking at the computer, and that was the table as it stood, <laughs> which is not. So we've got Luton on eighty-seven points. Um, Sunderland, who have got a game in hand over us, and Luton are on eighty points, and then Barnsley are in third place on seventy-nine. But you have to keep in mind as well that Portsmouth has got a game in hand over us, and they're on seventy-seven. So essentially, if they win that game in hand. They would go above us by one point. So still, I suppose, plenty to play for. Um, We'll play some music, and then I want your opinion about the... Can I call it outrage on social media? I thought we were... You know, people thought we were relegated. Did we keep in mind that this was the first loss of the season, or was it something that was actually well-deserved? So we'll talk about that in about six minutes' time. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Thank you. 
well as strong And use my head alongside my heart So tame my flesh And fix my eyes A tethered mind Freed from the light fans the vibe
Eagles for sure And no one knows that they've done more here than they ever would do in the jungle This could be Rotterdam or anywhere Liverpool or Rome Cause Rotterdam is anywhere, anywhere alone This could be Rotterdam or anywhere Liverpool or Rome Cause Rotterdam is anywhere, anywhere alone Anywhere alone Anywhere alone Anywhere alone Anywhere alone Fans, the vibe. I feel like a bit of Rotterdam on a Wednesday afternoon. Ferry goes at six if anybody. <laughs> yeah, might have to be this Brexit lag. Um, right, social media lads. Are we overreacting, Chris? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that. Next. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I think uh, absolute overreaction from from some folk. I can understand. Uh, the frustration I've had it been five matches ago ten matches ago we said well there's quite a while to go yet I think uh, it's just all coming quick succession uh, Sunderland winning you know right at the end against Rochdale frustrating um, and obviously then winning again at weekend when uh, when we didn't do our part uh, obviously just a bit, a bit of a pile up a bit of pressure uh, in quick succession and it's uh, it's called people to uh, press the panic button but uh, really I think sit back run the bath Open a beer, <laughs> light a nice big red Barnsley candle, and uh, we'll sort it. Yeah, I I always think as well uh, with the work that I do. I always, I always think I'm not going to put anything on on, on Twitter. I'm going to respond and not react. I'm just going to let it go, and I'll put something later. And I think people, it's frustration, isn't it, Kyle? Yeah. Because you want to keep that running. Sunderland breathing down our neck, Portsmouth breathing down our neck, and we were all saying, oh, they've got all these games to catch up on, and then they start winning, and we think, oh-oh. <laughs> um, are you worried? Um, no. Like like we said, we, this spell is bound to happen. We've had a 20-game unbeaten run, as I've said earlier. It's bound to happen once where you're going to have a, if you call it a dip, you know, we're going to... I'm sure there's no better motive than Saturday's game and Sunderland winning... Their their last minute game against uh, Rochdale and obviously drawing against Burton. There's no better motivation for us to go out on Saturday and try and pick up a result. And that that's just what we've got to do for five games. And I'm sure we'll be all right. Someone reaction on on, on social media report. Um, somebody put, "Don't talk to me about remaining games and games in hand. I've burnt it into my mind and have done for weeks now. That's why I say don't panic. They can't suddenly go four points in front of us as there's loads of games in between. I actually believe we'll be level or a point or two. That's uh, V man. Uh, Liam Carson. It's roll the dice time in it. Chris Sharman. We need to get our season on track again starting Saturday. Forget about all the sideshows. Three points is all that matters." Alan Cooper, I think we need to win four to have a realistic chance. Pumpy and Charlton are in the mix as well. 
Uh, Ryan Ibbotson, tough ask for Sunderland to gain maximum points from all of them. There is still hope we can retain second. We need to make sure we're flawless from now till the end, though. No more slip-ups. It's quite sensible, isn't it? Because it was just a slip-up. I mean, this is the fifth game of the season we've lost. It's not like, you know, I think we've had seasons by October we lost five. We're in April. Chris... Yeah, I think it, again, it's it's timing, isn't it? It's where it's come. It's come to our back end of the season. They've seen we've only got five games left, and, and we've hit the panic button. Had it been a month ago, it wouldn't have been uh, such a bigger issue. I generally believe if we do our part in terms of winning four out of the last five, I think that'll be enough. You know, Sunderland have got some incredibly hard fixtures. Uh, Luton seem to have lost a bit of momentum. They've got a hard fixture coming up next week. Uh, Portsmouth also got some hard fixtures coming up. We just need to do our part. Oh, well, get the job done and. Uh, the tide soon changes football is uh, ever changing it can change from week to week and obviously Sunderland at minute are playing twice a week so it can change from half week to half week we all have a bad day at work and uh, we go back to work uh, the day after and we have a good one and we saw yesterday didn't we Kyle uh McGeady didn't play for Sunderland because he'd been injured somebody went off injured and they put somebody else on so I suppose the risk is which we sort of hold on to them that when you play a lot of matches in short succession there will be injuries there will be tiredness not match fitness and Whilst they are probably the biggest team in this league, and and I know you know I love Barnsley FC, but we can't compete with their budget, with their stadium, and the fact that it's a city and everything else. So they are the biggest team. There is a huge amount of pressure on them because they had, I'm thinking, they had two relegations in in, yeah, in a row, didn't they? they? You know, they need to go back up by the by the um, by the first count. Are we helped then by the fact that the last match that they that their sort of catch up match? is on the Tuesday night before the last match on the Sunday for both of them. Does that put the pressure back on us? I have to say, if we just keep winning, it's down to them to win that match in hand. Yeah, and I think that's what Daniel Stendhal will be reiterating to his players, you know. It's going to be in our hands. If we we get the job done, it pressures back on them, and we don't want that pressure. We want to put the pressure on them. And, and that's the best way for us to go about our business. And like you said, the pressure on them... You, Will they fall at the last hurdle? Will they will they get the job done? It's that sort of situation. Yeah. Chris, what do we need to do different then to avoid? Because before this loss, you know, we had some nil. We we, we had a few nil nils in a row. We we stopped scoring a little bit. We we stopped looking as threatening as what we have been. So what what needs to change? Is this a key for more situation where we just gone to bits because he's not here, or do you think no, actually it's, it's elsewhere? So in terms of the last two games, obviously a draw and a loss. So in terms of, to put it bluntly, what we need to do different is win, first and foremost. <laughs> like how, we go, how we go about doing that? Um, Mamadou Tiam's played up top last two. I think he's a great player. On his day, he's, he's unstoppable. I'm not convinced he's a striker still. Um, the issue is we're playing him and Woodrow up front. Is Mamadou doesn't drop deep to, to link play up. Uh, Woodrow's doing that job, and I think you miss you lose a bit of Woodrow. Uh, I prefer Woodrow up top, maybe Barra behind him. Uh, and I like Mamadou on the wing, I always have done, I always will. And he's always got it in him, hasn't he, to win a game. Uh, but up top, I, don't, I just don't think he's doing enough for us uh, there, no. It's, um, it's the problem, Kyle, with Barra, that he's still a bit inconsistent at times. Because we said before, he's either really messy or he's messy, isn't he? He's either. We've seen him go past people and, and that's repeat, that, that clip is repeated on like Soccer AM, you know, skills and all this. But actually, sometimes, was it... No, it wasn't last Saturday. I think it was Saturday before. He was on ten minutes, a yellow card, and gave a free kick away. And these, those were his first two contributions in the match. Is that still getting used to everything? And his way maybe of dealing with this pressure that we find ourselves under? Yeah, I think so. And um, like I think Stendhal sort of realised that because he was in the starting eleven at one point, but now, now he's not. And he came on as a substitute on on Saturday. So I, I think it's just easing him in slightly, bit by bit again. It's like almost stepping stones. He's refining that form. 
trying to get that consistency because like you said hot and cold you, you messy yeah. messy <laughs> um, yeah so yeah I'd probably say that I'd, I'd, I think that's a fair judgement yeah. um, you, you mentioned Mamadou Tiam we've seen some fantastic goals from Mamadou Tiam have we seen enough though this season do you think mm, probably not in the last five games but we haven't seen enough of a lot of people in the last five games um, I think like, as usual they set the bar so high it's incredibly hard to keep it there but uh, Mamadou, I think he's uh, he's just a bit lost at minute up front. I think play him on the left on Saturday, and uh, I think we might see something special from him. Likewise, Barra, Barra playing behind uh, one up top. Uh, I think it was Charlton. I think the first fifteen minutes against Charlton at home, he was absolutely unplayable. Maybe we'll see that Saturday. Yeah. Um, same can be said, I suppose, for uh, Kyle for Victor Arbaejo. Early in the season, impactful, wasn't he? They put him on, he scored. Put him on, he scored. A long time then not being used Finds himself on the bench Coming on in the 84th minute You have to wonder what, how, how can you possibly influence a match But I suppose it's minutes under the belt What's been your thoughts on, on, on Victor so far this season? I think it's fair to say that Listening to the stands I think some people say There's a footballer in there Maybe because of the pressure we find ourselves under You know uh, And he gets limited game time It's very hard for him to prove do you think he's, he's definitely one for the future and we should keep him? Or have we found out that maybe this is his level and, and maybe he needs to go out on loan to get some more game time because he seems to be struggling to make an impact? No, I think he's definitely one for the future. He's still a young lad. It's one of them seasons where he's almost been thrown right in at deep end with a season like this. He's, I think his only other experience in, in a league is National League or maybe League 2 with Leighton Orient. He's never gone above that, so... To come in straight away at League One level and you know score a few in your first few games, he's definitely got it. You can see he's got that. He's got that instinct to score a goal, to be in the right place at the right time. Maybe alone, if we if we get promoted, would probably suit him more to get a bit of game time under his belt and then come back and try and get a bit bit of minutes at, at Oakwell. Very good. Right, play some music. Um, have a think about your player of the season so far. We we'll put a poll up. I'll let you know the results. It was between Davies, Pinnock. And Mowat. Um and you don't have to write it down because obviously you can remember it. We'll talk about player of the season and why he's your player of the season. And we'll also give away the print that we've put up for the uh, for the competition. And also we'll start looking forward, of course, to the Fleetwood match. And at some point before we go off air, I'll be asking you to get your pen and paper out <laughs> and let's see if for once we can get it right. Either a lineup or a score. So we'll be right back straight after this. This is for the fans. The vibe.
This is for the fans. The Vibe. Friday, I'm in love. Only on Fridays, mind. Um, 
Right, first of all, we've just done, while we had the musical interval, the draw, or the, the side, or whatever you want to call it, for the uh, A3 print of Oakwell. Um, now, you were both independent adjudicators, yes. and we did it in a very sophisticated way, with me holding my finger on the screen and rolling my mouse, and whatever it would end <laughs> up. And we're happy to announce that Sue Scully... Um, who's all about Basley FC and an instructor at Riding for the Disabled in Wakefield has won the uh, print. So, so um, after the show, I'll send you a message if you can get us your details and then we'll get that sent off to you. Right, guys. Yep. Mowat, Pinnock, Davis. Kyle, stage is yours, mate. Um, I said last week Davis. I, I, I think Davis has been the, the a really key performer for us this season. You look at last season... He were like in the championship. He looked like a lost puppy, didn't he? Um, and then this season, he just looks like a totally different player. He's he's come on leaps and bounds. I think having the captain's armbands really helped him, you know, come out of his shell more, be a very dominant figure within our, our squad. So, and some of, you look at some of the points that he has saved us this season. You look at the likes of the Portsmouth's penalty save, some of the saves that he's made just in general, um, as have won as points. So for me, it would be Adam Davis. Completely valid point, absolutely. 445 votes, 13% agree with you. <laughs> Go on then. No pressure at all, Chris, but uh, yeah. who do you choose? <laughs> um, yeah, I do believe what Kyle's saying rings true. It's without a doubt, you know, we've conceded uh, a very little amount of goals this season, uh, and no doubt Davis has improved. Uh, no doubt uh, Alex Mowat has won his games no doubt Kiefer Moore has won his games Coy Woodrow has won his games and at times people like that they'll fluctuate between being uh, world class and, and, and sometimes you might not see him Mr Consistency is uh, Ethan Pinnock without a shadow of a doubt uh, that man delivers every week uh, I think he's had one bad game this season and he got mentioned and I think like you said earlier Carlo before we're on air as soon as uh, you start to mention that he's had one bad game I think that that basically proves the point that usually he's missed consistency mm. he always comes up with the goods and uh, I just love watching uh, an away team striker running at him and you see uh, all their crowd get to the feet and uh, you just know you're not going to get past Ethan Pinnock he's just brilliant there's such belief in him and he organises the back four and uh, yeah, we don't have to score many goals to win games, do we, when he plays? And it's weird, isn't it? Because you look at our team as, as a unit, and, and you look at Cavari, you look at Tiam, you look at Mowat, um, the athletic types that, you know... And you look at Pinnock, it looks like Snoop Dogg, doesn't he? You know what I mean? And he, if he's not in the top three central defenders of in this league... I don't know who is because it's like you say, isn't it? He's reliable. He never really does anything silly. If we talk about him in the wrong way, then he's had a bad match. But that's the only time we really talk about him. Forty-five um, percent, uh, which was obviously the majority in this one, agreed with you, Chris. Forty-five percent voted oh, Pinnock. Forty-two Mowat, so we're pretty close. Thirteen for Adam Davies, um, and I think it's got to do with whilst he's stopping goals going in, we still need to do something on the other side. But, um, yeah, central defender, Pinnock. And again, when he came from Forest Green, nobody ever thought that he was going to be such a key player this year, was he? Mm. Um, so, if you look then a young player of the year, I know they're all young, they're all, except for Adam Davis, who's 26, I believe. Um, who's been, for you, the, the most... 
promising where you say this what we've seen is fantastic and there is just more to come for this person yeah I think we touched on it last week and I think Kyle blew me out of water with, with Jacob Brown <laughs> yeah Kyle you, you said Jacob Brown yeah. I, don't, I can't look beyond him to be honest Kyle's uh, got that one right yeah, a player that can play in multiple positions for such a young age and uh, an absolute match winner he can do nothing for 92 minutes <laughs> and then win a game as we've all witnessed so yeah Jacob Brown is, can't look beyond him yeah um we have to mention again, Kyle, because we're not hearing anything. Contracts. Adam yeah. Davis, I mean, he was in the running, you know, team, everything else. Still not signed anything. Are we preparing for a season, whether that be in the Championship or League One, without Adam Davis, do you feel? Um, I think we I think we said last week a factor could be waiting to see whether we get promotion first for him to negotiate his contracts. Uh, I think as it stands, though, we've got to just look at who has contracted to our club who's playing now rather than what next season because all these players that are playing now are still going to be here up until the end of this season and then we go from there if we're in the championship I'm sure we've got a lot better chance of keeping some of the squad we've got now but if we stay in League 1 I think that's when all the big guns will come in for you like Sir Ethan Pinnock and Mowat things like that and that is not what we want to happen No. Um, one of the things that we haven't touched on um, a few months ago the um CEO Gaultier left uh, press release from the club they were looking they were looking we, I went to the supporter liaison evening they were looking for an ambitious young person probably American to come in uh, somebody showed up at Oakwell a couple of times young lad ex-footballer at DC United I believe played in Beckham's testimonial with his wife came over not seen him since Paul Conway is still the acting CEO at the moment has that hindered us at all, do you think? Uh, is that a worry, knowing there's some contract negotiations coming up? Because we've had experiences this club where we had no CEO, where some win all left, you know, lots and lots of things happening. Are you worried about it at all, Chris, or do you say, actually, my worries about the pitch and nothing else at the moment? Um, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. No, it, yeah, at the minute, it's about getting the three points on the board week after week, isn't it? And that, that's the immediate impact. However, it's the impact of not employing somebody in that position could have long-term effect. You know, we saw Ganai, took him a while to get settled in. Uh, he had a very well, very difficult summer, didn't he? In bringing a lot of players into his place, seventeen, yeah, people that we'd lost, uh, and, th- and that was hard. And it, you know, it took him a while, and he got his head round it. Um, it can work both ways, can it? Because you can end up employing the wrong person, and then they having to rush and, and, and rush into the job, and, and they're in at the deep end, and have they got the skill set and you know the time frame and try, time restraints, and they can get it wrong. However, you look on the other end of the stick. They're taking the time employing it because they're going to employ right and, mm. rather than rushing it. So yeah, um, Gareth Jay just tweeted it saying pressure's back on Sunderland now. They were briefing down our next. They're now above us. It's now about us putting pressure on them. Kyle, that starts Saturday against Fleetwood. Oh, they say Fleetwood Macdan, that's what you said. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, against Fleetwood. Fleetwood find themselves currently uh, 11th in the league on 56. So, at this moment, they're 10 points behind the playoffs, and they are 23 points, um, sorry, uh, 13. 13 points uh, <laughs> away from the relegation. So, is this one of these matches that actually for them, maybe, I'm not saying the season's over, but they can't go up, they can't go down. Does it make it hard to play them, you think? Um, I'm, like I said, I, I reiterate, there's no easy game in this league, but it is. They're one of I think maybe just a few sides that are safe from relegation, and they're not going up because there's a massive relegation scrap. I think up to maybe 14th, 13th place, and and obviously the promotion uh, places are, are really heating up towards the end of the season. So, it, like I said, there's no easy game, and obviously Joey Barton's a bit a big character. So we'll just have to see how, how we can fare on Saturday when we're hoping to get three points and I'm sure we'll try and bounce back. 
they've been difficult, haven't they, for um, for other teams. If you look at some of their results, so um, day one <laughs> away at Burton, 1-0. Um, narrowly lost against Luton at home, 1-2. Uh, one away at Bradford, uh, one at home versus Charlton. So it's sometimes... Maybe a bit deceiving, Chris, to look at the table. I think well, their season's over because they've they've had some results. And if you look at that, Chad Evans, you know, striker, he knows where the net is. There are no easy games. Should we count ourselves lucky that we're playing Fleetwood and we don't have the games that, for instance, Sunderland have got to play still? Well, I don't think it's lucky, is it? Because we've obviously played the, the other teams that Sunderland have got to play already. Uh, and that, that's the issue, isn't it? People, people uh, don't look at the big picture. You, you lose one, but they don't realise how many hard games we have played and how many... Uh, open air quotes easy games we have got to play like Kyle says nothing's easy in this league and you know the point is not going to be given to us if we come out of the uh, the gate screaming oh well and uh, we do our bit uh, we'll be unplayable for the first 20-25 minutes the game could be over but again if Fleet would frustrate us uh, and uh, they turn the crowd on us then uh, it could be a different ball game entirely we've just got to get our job done ultimately Yeah, is it a help that we're at home and this unbeaten record obviously still stands do you feel is that a burden or is it actually maybe that gives them that extra 5% to keep that record maintained yeah I think that that's exactly what they'll be using it as motivation I mean what have we got three home games left this season uh, we've got Fleetwood we've got Shrewsbury we've got Blackpool yeah so that'll be the key that'll be the motivation you know can we make it we've already made it a full calendar year unbeaten can we make it a full season that uh, to have that tag of being at home yeah yeah to have that tag of being invincible yeah. at home for a full season it'll do the players a lot of good and I think that's the motivation that they'll be carrying into Saturday's game because we all want that to happen as fans as well Chris, do you think as the opposing team Fleetwood, is that pressure on them knowing we've not been beaten or is that something to get them an extra 5% saying let us be the team that beat Barnsley yeah, for the first time? I think they'll fans themselves to, to maybe to maybe do it and you know like Carl says it's, it's another extra added motivation isn't it? But I would imagine uh, you know with the new manager Joey Barton coming in through, halfway through the season I would imagine a lot of the Fleetwood players are playing for the contract next season as well so that's just an equally uh, you know a big incentive for them. Yeah. Um, before we go to a piece of music and I'm going to ask you to write down your squad and the, res- the well, what you think will be the result on Saturday um, I was listening to the match to the Burton match just going back to the Burton match and uh, a friend of mine said Burton is very much made up of journeymen old um, Matt Bailey said on iFollow that their defender who was I think was 32 or 33 if it was down to pace Coley would roam every day of the week but he was just clever and never made a goal to that point is there a case then, now we've got this little bit of a falter, Chris, that we're you know, stumbling a little bit you know, this time of season, that this DNA, young, energetic players going to data, spreadsheets, everything, that maybe that's not the whole solution and maybe we need one or two of those players with that bit of experience to help us through or do you stick by the fact that actually these players have got us there and this is Barnsley's recipe for future success? Yeah, you look at the positives. You've got the the resale value, which really in any club uh, such as Barnsley, he's always going to he's always going to be a factor to signing players. You know, it's a, it's a very tight margin to work on uh, with such a small town, um, and, and obviously we're, we're constantly punching above his weight. So the resale value of a player is is, is quite rightly took into account. Um, however, when it comes to short term, whether you're wanting that bit more experience in the side. Uh, yeah, you could argue yes. So um, I remember Gardner been on loan back in the last season. Thought he was excellent for us. That bit of experience in Middle Park. Maybe we are lacking that, uh, and maybe you know if we do get promoted, it's a big if. Uh, currently, uh, we will add that bit of experience and probably could do it now. But 
uh, we shall see. All will be uh, told, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Right, guys, um, I want you to um, get your phones out. Piece of paper I've got, if you can get your phone out. Write down your team as you think they should start on um, on Saturday. I want you to write down the first Barnsley scorer and what you think the full-time result will be. So your team versus Fleetwood, your goal scorer and your full-time result. Join in at home if you want. Put it on Twitter. Play some music. We're back in 3 minutes and 18, 17, 16, 15...
think that's needed, isn't it? All together now, and I'm sure that's what the club will be hoping from all the fans as we get behind them against Fleetwood on Saturday. Right, I'll give you first goal today, Chris. Because your team, yes, uh, has it changed much from last week? Not that I can remember. No, but. <laughs> no, I don't think I have, I've changed it much. Davison goal, yeah. Uh, usual back four: Cavari, Pinnock, Lindsay, Pinios on the right wing. Brown, Moat, McGeehan, Tiam on the left. Uh, Barra just behind Woodrow. Same team as me, is it? Yeah, Great mind. Same team as me. Like. I do like countdown when I say yeah. I had elsewhere. Look at showing me. Um, Kyle, who's your team then? Uh, my only change from that. So obviously I go for it. It's Davis. Obviously same back for Pinnock, Lindsay, Cavari, Pinios. I've got McGee and Brown, Moa, Hedges rather than TM because I think he deserves that start again. Uh, and I've had Barry playing just behind Woodrow up top because it just gives Woodrow that bit more room to push forward, as, as Chris said earlier. Who's going to score first then for you, Kyle? I've, I've got Edges to score first. I think he's been close. I think he's been close in the games he started. He's got, I mean, against Burton, he, he, his touch, there were a ball played forward and his touch that he brought down and cut and it just went wide. I think he's... he's Due a good performance, he's got he's had a few good performances, and he's due a good goal. I think it caps it off, doesn't it? Yeah. He's played his way back in, exactly. and now it's just reward, I suppose. For you, it's obviously not Hedges because he's not playing. No, <laughs> two 0 Woodrow. No, my kidding. I've seen yours. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, three one. Uh, right. Barra. Ten minutes in, Barra. It's going to be a Barra masterclass, aren't they? Mm, if he plays him, and, and, you, well, the thing is, obviously, I got two 0 Woodrow, but, but you want it to be, don't you? Because he's come. He's a young lad. Didn't get much football. No standal. I think he has grown into, you know, a, a better player. It's just a bit of reliable times. How nice would it be for those sort of play- to score? Because yeah. I think that's what's been missing. We. we Especially early on in the season, we had strikers that scored and Mower to chip in, McGee, you know, goals came from all over. And now everybody seems to be looking at Woodrow while over Kiefer Morris, you know, injured on the, on the bench, which is uh, which is really hard, isn't it? Um, so, kick off three o'clock, Saturday at Fleetwood. We've just organised that we'll probably see each other and have a small alcoholic beverage, maybe. In the sun, uh, Yeah, why not? Uh, pretty much. And then uh, the next one is obviously next week we're to look forward to because on Good Friday we, uh, mm. we've we got Shrewsbury and that is um, two takeover days in one, isn't it? It's the yeah. junior takeover day again and it's the fostering takeover day, which I'm proud of seeing as I started all that and three, right four years so, ago. Rightfully so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, but let's stick to Steve. Let's hope for those three points. Let's make it even better where maybe some of these other teams around us dropping points. But I agree with what people said on Twitter and what you said yourself. We can only concentrate on ourselves, don't we? Would you another good home performance? We've got the players to do so. Just hope can Standall wave his magic German wand. <laughs> Chris, you're back again next week, aren't you? I am, yeah. <laughs> well, you've invited me in permanently, which is very nice. Thank you very much for having me. I think by it, it, just, it just works, doesn't it? It just works. Kyle, because we have to mention, Kyle comes in every week. He's off on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. You know, and you don't get an extra grade for this, do you? No. You might be nominated for a world famous <laughs> young Aria, but you don't get any. We'll have a word with Lee, right? And we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. So we'll be back on the air next week, five, live from the studios at Old Mill Lane. You've been listening to the Reds Report with Chris, Kyle, and Carlo. Have a, have a good Wednesday evening and see you all at Oakwell on Saturday. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Online, on mobile, and here. Play the Vibe Barnsley. From the heart of South Yorkshire, this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.